spoil the homecoming of the Hornets. 26-12 is the final score. Good game, Joe. Huh? Get a little aggressive, Joe. Huh? Huh? I can take it there if you want to take it there, Joe. You better put that back foot down, Joe. It's about the kids, Joe. New sports dance. Florida, come out, Joe. I'm going here. Whichever way you want to go. But you better put that back foot down, Joe. Someone told someone told me that and, and it kind of disturbed me. Perturbed me. Well, he said, Prime ain't sweat. Who is sweat? If I ain't sweat. Oh, Prime got time today, baby. Last time I checked, I was the man on these streets. They call me residue. Leave blow on these people. Got diarrhea flow, and I shit on haters. Even when I'm supposed to pay. Lord have mercy. I still shit on haters. And I'm not gonna take no slander or no audacity from anybody. You can't tell me who I ain't when I already know what God has bestowed in me and who I am. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was hey, on crack. Come on, man. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk? You're listening to the sports show, New Sports Desk. Thanks to Grace. Maybach music. Trapaholics mixtapes. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Sports Desk. It is your guy, it is your man's one half of your sportsologist, Dedra L. Hicks Jr. in studio solo dolo. All right, we're going to get black in in just a second, man. But welcome to episode 214 of the Sports Desk, man. Hope everybody out there is doing well, doing great, fantastic. Hopefully positive vibes is around you, man. And uh, if not, man, I hope positive vibes make their way to you in a very quick fashion. All right. So we do have a lot to get into, man. We're going to obviously talk about the blockbuster trade that took place this past weekend in the NBA. Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks to join Luka the Don Donkic. And boy, oh boy, the fallout from that from the other teams like the Los Angeles Lakers, the Clippers, uh, the uh, the Suns, the Raptors. So many teams were trying to get their bid in on Kyrie, but the Dallas Mavericks ultimately land uh, the superstar talent. Which is Kyrie Irving, okay? Um, and then we're going to give our Super Bowl predictions, man. The big game uh, is this weekend, man. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles, all right? They will be uh, uh, playing on this Sunday, buying for the right to call themselves World Champions, all right? So um, before we get into that, man, I do uh, I want to talk about something that took place last night. Something that came on TV that was just... Man, I couldn't I couldn't take my eyes off of a man. I could not take my eyes off the 30 for 30, all right, with the 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 Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, the 2000 Baltimore Ravens 30 for 30. And listen, man, it was such a man, how can I put this? It was theater. It was 
Yeah, it was theater. <laughs> it was theater. You know, growing up, man, I think I was around high school uh, when the 2000 Ravens were just out here totally wrecking shop. Ray Lewis, Tony Saragusa, Rod Woodson, uh, Chris McAllister, uh, Shannon Sharp, Trent Dilfer, uh, Jamal Lewis, man, Coach Bellick, uh, excuse me. Um, all of these characters, man, just throughout the season gave us one of the more unforgettable stories in NFL history, really propelled by that massive defense, the greatest defense I have ever seen. Uh, they talk about the 85 Bears and all that. I get it. Uh, I've heard about the purple, uh, what is it, the purple eaters from the back of the day with the Minnesota Vikings. Obviously, the steel curtain from the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I never saw them. So with my eyes, the 2000 Ravens are the greatest defense that I ever saw. And just to relive the stories of especially Ray Lewis coming off that uh, um, unfortunate situation that he was in uh, with the double homicide in Atlanta during the Super Bowl in Atlanta the year before. Um, coming off of that, coming into the season, adding guys like Shannon Sharp, the flamboyant and flavorful and just out of this world uh, 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 personality with Tony Saragusa, rest in peace to the goose man. Um, he carried that 30 for 30 last night. The stories that he told, the energy he, that he gave, he carried it, man. It's just so sad and, you know, his untimely passing. Uh, 30 days after the documentary wrapped up, Tony Saragusa passed, man. I, I was so glad that he was able to be a part of that because I don't know if it would have been, you know, uh, been the same if he wasn't a part of it. But to see the hard-hitting moments of, of the season, and one in particular, I do remember this. I remember being at home on Wild Card Weekend, I believe it. Well, no, it was Divisional Weekend, I think. And the Ravens and the Titans with that rematch, it was one of the more vicious and hard-hitting uh football games I had ever seen big Eddie George and Ray Lewis um just just a war man it was just a war the Titans were probably the best team in the league top to bottom uh that whole year but the Baltimore Ravens and that defense said no 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 and they went on to go to Oakland and, and win the AFC and they're ultimately absolutely trashing the New York football giants uh, in the Super Bowl, man. So I encourage everybody, if you have not, if you have not seen the 30 for 30, uh, I think it was called the Baltimore Bullies, all right? I highly recommend you guys to go and watch that, man. Just amazing. Those 30 for 30s are great. They are great, all right? And this one is at the top of the list for me. We've had so many. So many different 30 for 30s, but to relive that 2000 Baltimore Ravens team was just absolutely fantastic. All right, y'all go check it out. All right, and a couple of a uh, couple of other things, man, before we get black on the line. Uh, let's get talk about some WWE, man. WWE, um, you know, we talked a lot about the Royal Rumble last week, but we do have a main event set for the Elimination Chamber, right? And Ontario... So I think it's Ontario, Canada, the home of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, I believe, is from there as well. Um, Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn is huge. So all my wrestling fans, you know how huge this is. Sami Zayn is getting a massive push, and I look forward to seeing just the, the thrilling event that we are going to get, all right, at the Elimination Chamber as Roman Reigns defends 
the Universal Championships against the white hot, white hot Sami Zayn. All right. So y'all pay attention to that uh, for sure. All right. So we also have uh, some UFC this weekend. UFC, I believe it's two. Is it 281? I think it is. No, it's 282. All right. We get 282 uh this weekend i know me and black we kind of uh <laughs> we kind of led y'all astray a little bit letting y'all know that the pay-per-view was uh last weekend but it is not all right it is absolutely this weekend so we have a massive massive matchup uh in the ufc i'm trying to get this thing what we got it's ufc 285 i believe we're at um there we go not being prepared again you would think uh they would help us out here but here we go all right here we go ufc 284 this weekend uh the card is absolutely stacked but the main event all right you have the light heavyweight championship on the line islam mayakovich facing alexander volkanovsky uh in australia title is on the line uh well islam's lightweight title is on the line volkanovsky's Pound for pound, number one ranking is on the line. So you have the best fighter in the world currently right now in Alexander Volkanovsky going for his second title outside of his division. Um, he is currently the uh, featherweight champion, and he is going up to light heavyweight to try to add that. This will be a tough, tough test for Volkanovsky. If you're not in the MMA and you just want to you know, treat yourself with a, a, a great fight, Tune into this one. This has potential to be the greatest fight ever, ever in the UFC. Both of these guys are going to absolutely bring it. And I cannot wait to this Saturday Saturday night, UFC 284, uh, Islam Yakovsh and Alexander Volkanovsky for the lightweight championship of the world all right uh, in other news in mma conor mcgregor is set to return now the date has not been set for his return fight against michael chandler okay they would do the tough enough series where they um if you're not familiar with it, they would coach two teams throughout a six to eight week period and then at the end of the television wrap up well at the end of the television series wrapping up they will go and they will fight. So Chandler and Conor McGregor will do battle. I'm believing sometime this spring, uh, we will be able to get McGregor versus Chandler. Um, it's always good to get stars back in the octagon. But at this point, what does Conor McGregor have left? What does he have left? What will we see from McGregor? The last few times we've seen him, it's been very, very bad. Very, very bad. Michael Chandler is a gamer. He is a warrior. He is on a losing streak himself. So it's going to be very, very... Um, entertaining to see what these two guys come up with before they get into the octagon two of the more exciting and thrilling fighters in the ufc especially mcgregor with what he's done and what i mean it's almost going on more than a decade uh with mcgregor so um look forward to seeing the return of the notorious one connor mcgregor all right um and that's pretty much Let's see. I think that's pretty much it, man, for some icebreakers. So we're going to go ahead and get uh, Black in on the line. We have um, quite a bit to get to uh, with this NBA breaking news. We're going to go ahead and get Black. Uh, we're going to be rocking with y'all, man, and getting y'all up to date on what's going on. <clears throat> Let's see. Let's see. Yo. What's going on, my boy? 
What's up, man? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on, man? How you doing today? Doing good, man. Love the weather, but I'm good, my boy. I'll be all right. Okay, okay. Well, hope you feel better soon, my man. All right. He didn't say nothing. All right. So here we go. I appreciate it, bro. My bad. <laughs> I mean, Black hard, nah. He hard. All right, Black. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get into it, man. Let's get straight to the NBA, man. Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks, okay? Kyrie Irving requested a trade on this past Friday, I believe it was. And then on Sunday afternoon, he was dealt to the unlikely Dallas Mavericks. Let's go ahead and start off with our initial <laughs> reactions um, when we got the information that Kyrie was heading to Dallas. What was your thoughts, Black, when that came across your phone? I, I was stunned, man, that it was the Mavericks. You know, um, I didn't think the Mavericks was in play, but you know they they made a push for him and they got him. You know, I just knew it had to be Lakers or nobody else, but I was totally wrong on that. You know, and but it, it definitely was very shocking to see him go to the Mavs. But what a uh, what a combo you're going to have with him and Luca. You know, hopefully, but we're gonna we're gonna see what they're gonna be able to do. But definitely, uh, shocking to see him go to the Mavericks. The Mavericks literally came in out of nowhere and and, and snagged them up, man. And they gave Brooklyn, I guess the if you want to call it the best deal, you know that uh, was out there. Then okay, but you know he's a Mav now, right? Uh, for me personally, man, we knew that a ugly end was coming with Kyrie leaving Brooklyn. Um, and that's exactly what happened. Um, you thought that, Ky well, it looked like Kyrie and Durant and the Nets organization were all on good terms. The Nets was playing fantastic basketball, uh, rising all the way up to the two seed in the Eastern Conference. And in just a matter of weeks since Durant's injury, now we have Kyrie wanting out. And I guess the Nets had had enough. So initially for me going in, I thought it would be the Lakers that would be in play. I also was paying close attention to the Clippers that could have been in play. There were certain teams, the Miami Heat, who could have been in play. So I knew it was certain teams who had the assets to grab them. And out of nowhere, Mark Cuban and the Dallas Mavericks swooped down and grabbed Kyrie. Now, a lot of this was based on from just the packages, all right? The Nets were saying, hey, this was the best package that we feel that we could have, we could have got for their team. Um, and, you know, I get it. But let's call a spade a spade, all right? Uh, Samazi Jury, I believe that's his name, the general manager or uh, CEO of the Brooklyn Nets, he is, he is just not a Kyrie Irving guy, all right? Kyrie Irving requested to be traded to the Los Angeles Lakers. Wolves dropped that early Monday afternoon that the Lakers were at the top of his list. Even though the Mavericks were on his list, the Lakers were at the top. And Samari Jury said, uh-uh. I mean, I think it's dang, dang Samari Jury. I'm messing up the man's name. But anyway, the general manager of the Nets said, uh-uh, we're going to do what we need to do best for this franchise, therefore sending him to the Dallas Mavericks. Was I shocked? Absolutely. Absolutely, I was shocked. And now we're sitting with a situation out here in Dallas with Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving in the backcourt. This is the most explosive backcourt that I have ever seen in the NBA since I've been watching it. I'm talking about explosive. I'm talking about outside of Klay Thompson and Steph Curry. Whatever you got for the backcourt, line them up. Name me two other guys that are in the backcourt that were more explosive than what we're getting ready to see. I'll wait. That's right. You couldn't think of nobody. <laughs> so Kyrie and Luka together, it is entertaining. It is something that the NBA fans and basketball fans are going to want to see and pay attention to. 
And this is a win for the NBA. This is a win for the Brooklyn Nets. The only people who should be a little weary are the Dallas Mavericks. Hence on Kyrie Irving signing an extension in the offseason. We'll see how that plays out. Now, Black, let's get to what it is, man. Kyrie, Luka Doncic, and the Dallas Mavericks. They're currently sitting fourth in the Western Conference. Ideally, Black, in your mind, your train of thought, what is the ceiling that you see for Luka and Kyrie this year in the Western Conference? Well, um, they definitely going to be a contender. In my opinion, would, would, would they win the West? No, I don't think so. Mm. I don't think they will win the West. Uh, I just feel like you gave you literally gave up your best wing defender and then uh, you gave up a player shooting over 40% from three in Spencer Dinwiddie. So the thing, the, the thing with me is how do you replace it? I know you got Kyrie, and Kyrie, I'm not saying he's an awesome player that he won't make up for the scoring, which he will, but defensively, when we know what the playoffs is, you have to get stops and turn into a half-court game. And I just don't know if they're going to be able to to do that. Now, they say the Mavericks said they're not done in free agency, so they may make some moves to get, get another defender in there with losing uh, Finney Smith. But for me, D, I think, I think it's going to be very exciting to watch. I can't wait to see both of them on the court together. <clears throat> It's gonna be a it's gonna be a very interesting dynamic because both of them such uh, ball dominant guards. They have to have the ball in hand, but I want to see uh, how that's gonna end up paying out. You know, uh, starting this week if if Kyrie does play, and then moving forward on the second half of the season. So I know they're gonna have they're gonna be together at All Star Weekend. So you know it, they they may be able to get some time in to kind of be behind the scenes and get on the court together. But man, it's going to be, it's going to be very, very exciting to see what these guys do together. But do I see them winning the West or anything like that? I don't this year. If Kyrie resigns and stays with the Mavs, then I could potentially see something in the Mavericks can make some uh, other moves. But this year, I don't, I don't believe they'll come out, come out the West. I think the West is wide open, as me and you have talked about over the past couple of weeks on the sports desk. And at any given time, somebody can take control of the West heading into the playoffs and state their case as being the best team in the West. Right now, currently, ah uh, man, I can maybe say the Denver Nuggets are the best team in the West, maybe. Um... Other than that, I can't give the nod to anyone. With that being said, the ceiling for Kyrie and Luka is the NBA Finals. <clears throat> These two guys, if they can get on the same page and really understand what damage that they can do, the Dallas Mavericks can go to the NBA Finals. We've seen Luka Doncic over the past three years be a problem out here in these playoffs. But he's missing. he was missing one thing. A running mate that can go bucket for bucket right alongside him. Kyrie Irving is capable of doing that. You want to know how we know that? We've seen it. We've seen it. So if Jason Kidd can get a, 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 a some decent lineups that will be complimentary of both guys, their ceiling is the NBA Finals. Right now, in my mind, the Dallas Mavericks, if healthy, with chemistry, I can see them going to the Western Conference Finals. I can see them going to the Western Conference Finals. Because lately, I've been in a position to tell the truth of what my eyes be seeing. 
And what my eyes tell me is that Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving are explosive weapons. Now, is it just scoring? No, you got to play a little defense. You got to have a little look. Luka Doncic is going to have to sacrifice. He's going to have to sacrifice some of his shots. He's going to have to sacrifice some of the stuff that he is used to doing because Kyrie Irving is going to need his shots. He's going to need his shots. It's going to be real interesting to see who's going to be bringing the ball up the court. I got to think it's going to be Luka. <clears throat> who's going to bring it up? Jason Kidd has his hands full. We're trying to put something together. So their ceiling, their ceiling is the NBA Finals. Can I pencil them into the Western Conference Finals? No, I'm not saying that. They could very well line up against Memphis. They could line up against Golden State. They can, hell, even line up against the Lakers. I don't know. I mean, the, the matchups in the Western Conference playoffs are wild. But ceiling-wise, if they are clicking on all cylinders and they might not be done with these trades because the deadline is Thursday at 2 p.m., then we're going to absolutely find out you know, after the trade deadline, if they are indeed serious contenders to win it all, or if their ceiling is just what I just said, the NBA Finals, all right? Now, Black, Donkic and Kyrie are now out here in Dallas. Let's shift over back over here to the Brooklyn Nets, all right? The Brooklyn Nets. Let's start right here. First and foremost, the Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant experiment was a total and utter disaster. Disaster. It was the most debacling story in basketball history. Let's not forget that James Harden was a part of this as well at one point. He was. This is disgusting that Durant, Irvin, and I'm not going to exalt James Harden, even though he was there for half a year, well, a year and a half, they never got to a conference finals. Each and every year that these guys were together in Brooklyn, it was something. Last season, with well, the beginning of this season coming in, who won the trade first? Kevin Durant. Going into last year, we had the whole vaccine thing. He won the villain. The year before that, Kyrie gets hurt. James Harden dragging his leg around with a hamstring. Kevin Durant is one shoe size less from getting him to the conference finals. But Giannis and them boys said, uh-uh. This, in my opinion... This is something that we can never not talk about when we talk about all three of these guys' legacies. We cannot dismiss it. Yeah. Now, Black, what are your thoughts on the the absolute, let's call it what it is, the absolute failure of the Brooklyn Nets experiment with Durant, Irvin, and Harden? Well, man, I think the really the, the 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 main thing for me is, man, what really went on behind those closed doors? Hmm. Why was it that this trio of guys weren't able to coexist? Right. Being James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving. Now we only seen them together on the floor on the floor together for what? Well, I'm sorry, we only seen Kyrie and. Kevin Durant on the floor together for 72 games or something like that. I don't know how many. Yeah, yeah, around that number. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, with all three of them, I think it was way less than that. So, um, man, I just I, – I, I don't know. Like, if you management or general manager of the Brooklyn Nets, like, what are you really saying to yourself? Like, we had the perfect opportunity with three players, you know. They were were they, they not top ten? Well, were all three of these guys top ten at one point? When they were in Brooklyn, when they first got there, were all three of these guys in the top ten in the league? I, I I would say so. Yeah. I would okay. Say yes. Okay. I would say yes. And being being that they weren't able to build something, 
it's 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 a total embarrassment. Like not only on the players but the Brooklyn Nets, you know. And I heard someone saying on the radio today saying that Kevin Durant, um, if if things does things did not turn out the way he wanted to, he can say that he did it his own way. But how did you do it your own way? And this was a this was a big debacle, you know. Yeah, for sure. All three. All three of these guys wanted out of Brooklyn. Is it Brooklyn or is it has something to do with these three guys that they couldn't coexist? Great question. There's no reason why this team shouldn't have been in the NBA Finals. M- multiple times. Multiple times. And I understand COVID, health, KD got hurt. Sure, sure. James James Harden with the hammy, Kyrie with COVID. Like, I know a lot of things came to play, but if you lock in with th- these all three of these guys and they're locked in and focused, it's no reason why they shouldn't be in the NBA Finals. Correct. Multiple years, and that's that's not what we that's not what we that's that's not what we got. Out no of sir. Guys. No sir. You can say this is the biggest disappointment in sports: the Brooklyn Nets and the mm-hmm. the KD, Kyrie, and James Harden experiment. The biggest disappointment in sports, right. in my opinion. D, I don't know how you feel about it. No, I'm right I'm there. It's one of the top. It's one of the tops for I, sure. I never seen anything like this. No, no, no. I mean, three players at the time that they were put together, they were in the top 10. And like you said, you got to excuse the injuries, okay? You can't do nothing about that. But when these guys were on the floor, when these guys were together, the first one out the door was James Harden. James Harden saw something there. He saw something there. And he got up out of there and went to Philly. Come around at the end of that season, the next year, Kevin Durant wanted out the door. Yeah. But he had to say because Kevin Durant was the first one to sign an extension. Kevin Durant has three years left on his contract, and he tried to leave. The Brooklyn said, we're not trading you, bro. And then Kyrie Irving, we know everything he went through early in the year with the anti-somatic uh, post and everything, all, of just the, all these things that was going on. He comes back off suspension, and Kyrie was playing very good basketball. Very good basketball. The Nets were up to number two in the Eastern Conference before Durant got hurt. And then out of nowhere, Kyrie Irving wants out. He sends tweets out and everything. Sending warning shots before the the request goes live. And now he's a Dallas Maverick. You hit it on the head. To wrap this up, the Brooklyn Nets experiment with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden was an absolute failure. And those three guys are going to have to own a piece of that when it comes to their legacy. All right? Yeah. Moving on. Now, Vlad, let's move on to some of the suitors. And let's go ahead and start with the Los Angeles Lakers. Black LeBron has been very um, out in the open about his desires to have Kyrie Irving be with him yet again. I mean, we've been dealing with this Kyrie Irving thing for quite some time. And LeBron showed his frustrations through tweets. And he did an interview earlier today with Michael Wilbon. But the black with the Lakers as currently constructed, I think me and you can agree that this is not a championship team. Yeah. With not getting Kyrie Irving, where does this put the Lakers? Where does this put them, especially with the trade deadline looming? Well, in my opinion, D, I, I really feel like the Lakers, just like what LeBron said, you know, it's really time for him him and uh, guys like AD, the leaders of this team, to really lock in. 
they have to lock in if they're going to try to make something happen. They got to go for this push. And this is something we talked about several times, me and UD. They just, the Lakers need to find a way to get on the run, not just winning two here, then losing, dropping two, or winning one, then dropping one. You can't, you can't do that. This Lakers team still has AD and LeBron James. Shoot, man, look. LeBron James went to the NBA Finals with me, you, and three other Stooges <laughs> when he was in the East. So I know he's old. I know it's year 20. And I, know, I know competitively it's much harder now, especially with some of these, so many uh, good players in the league. But I still think – I still believe LeBron James can, can make a run, D. Do they need some help? Uh, hopefully they can try to get them some help by the deadline. Yes, they really do. I think guard play is very important for them. But the Lakers are still in the thick of this thing, and they can find a way to get on the win streak and get hot. But most importantly, like LeBron said, they have to be healthy at the right time. They have to be healthy. Right. So if you if you look at it, D, and we've talked about it, like they still right there in the thick of things with 29 losses. They still have a chance, like, to get in the top five seed if they wanted to. So I think it's still a lot of hope there for, for the Lakers, but it would help them. It would it would make you feel a lot better if they could do something to upgrade this point guard position to to do something, make some type of move that could really help LeBron a, a little bit. Because I don't feel like LeBron need, needs a lot. He has he still has AD, who at times has played like a top five player this year. Right. If he was able to stay on the court, so in my opinion, D, if they can make a move, good. But I still expect the Lakers to try to find a way to lock in and make a run to get into these playoffs. And then once they get in the playoffs, you know, it's all best off. So I still, yeah, I really do think the, they still have a shot to do what they need to do. Yeah, the Lakers are sitting at 23 and 27, which is a terrible, terrible record. 13 in the Western Conference. But the Lakers are only. Four, they're wait, excuse me, to the AC, AC. The Lakers are three and a half games out of the sixth seed, sixth seed in the Western Conference. We know seven through 10 is playoff, uh, play in, uh, conversation. So, with the Lakers, LeBron was right. Is it a disappointment that Kyrie Irving is not in the purple or gold? As a Laker fan myself, and as a, and as a LeBron James fan and supporter myself, yes, it is very disappointing. Now, like LeBron said, we got to move on. Bringing Kyrie over and would have put the Los Angeles Lakers to the top of the Western Conference. Let's just call it what it is. Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and Kyrie Irving would have put the Los Angeles Lakers at the top of the Western Conference this year. But that's not where we are. The Lakers need to focus on winning basketball games. They're in every game that they play. You don't see the Lakers getting blowed out. You don't see that. Whether it's a good team or a bad team, case in point, Saturday night against the Pelicans. What was that? You leading the whole game up 12 going into the fourth quarter, and this is how you blow down? Darvin Ham got to get this lineup together, bro. He He got to get these lineups together. You can't keep going small. There was no one out there who could have guarded Brandon Ingram, man. He was just shooting over Pat Bev, shooting over Dennis Schroeder. Like, you, Darvin Ham got to get in the lab and get some lineup situated, man. That's what they need to do. The Lakers can get it together and go on a run and win some basketball games in a two weeks time span. They could be a top four seed in the West if they want to do that. 
for some reason, I can't understand the chemistry issue with the Lakers. I can't understand it. So they need to get themselves together. Kyrie Irving is not coming to L.A. Now, there are two or three days left before the trade deadline. Me and you, uh, Black, were talking right before the show. And uh, we need a point guard. We need somebody who can run the show. We need somebody who LeBron can trust, who AD can trust to run the show and get everybody in their right spot. And Kyle Lowry is out there. Kyle Lowry is out there. Yes, Kyle Lowry is an older player. Yes, he's a veteran player, but he's a true point guard, a championship point guard. With somebody like Kyle Lowry, I think Kyle Lowry could give the Lakers that 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 uh, <laughs> that uh chemistry. They could give the chemistry yeah. they need because I think Kyle Lowry can run the show. I think LeBron would trust Kyle Lowry. AD and Darvin Ham would trust Kyle Lowry. That's somebody who I'm looking at for a piece that could get the Lakers – Get the Lakers ready to do battle in the West for me personally. So, Black, what you, going into the trade deadline, I know me and you talk, but for our listeners, man, is the point guard position the position of interest that the Lakers need to focus on? Uh, I believe it is, D. I, I, I think the Lakers are really set everywhere else. I think they need to get a, a, a point guard that can, that can really, you know, take the reins, you know, and really help LeBron out there. You know, with them getting Achimara, which 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 looks like it's going to pan out to be a good move on their part, because the 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 kid is the kid is very talented and he can score the basketball. So you know that's a plus. But they have to get them a guard. You know, I, I think Kyle Lowry still could be in play with them. Um, I think Van Vliet could still be in play. You know, rumors is the the trade didn't go through with the three teams with Toronto. I mean, with Toronto. Uh, Dallas and the Nets, so that didn't happen. So, I mean, Van Lee is still available as well, right. along with Kyle Lowry. So, if they could find a way to make a move to get one of these guards, D, that's what they're missing. Because me personally, D, I don't feel like I can depend on Patrick Beverly at that position. No, it ain't Dennis just Schroeder. it ain't just you. It's everybody. Yeah, Dennis Schroeder. Me and you had a conversation about him. We know what he could do, but for for me, he's not consistent enough. Right? No, he's not. He's good defensively. He's he's great defensively, and it's that. But we need someone who could really run the show. And those two guys are not doing it. They're not doing it for the Lakers right now. It's literally LeBron and AD and everybody else. Right. And we missing that veteran presence. Yeah, Kyle Lowry is an older point guard, but he's a vet. He's won a championship. And if you give LeBron someone like that with that championship pedigree, it's going to work wonders to to the Lakers moving forward. Because this is the time. After this All-Star break, this is the time. Even now, these few games right here before All-Star break, the Lakers should go, be going into All-Star break. Hopefully on a two- or three-game winning streak and build upon this. Right. But I think that they – I believe they really have to find some help because I think they're – Lacking at that point guard position, man, it's no reason Pat Bell should should have been on Bi. That's easy work right there. Yeah, easy. That's easy work. Easy. You know, I and and I I I just feel like they need to do that if they can get a guard. I don't care about nothing else. I feel like they find everywhere else. They got depth in other positions. They got the little young gunners coming off the, when they get Austin Reeves back. Then right. The Christie kid, he looked like he's a pretty good defender. Yeah, he do. You he know, do. so. They got they, they got everything they need, but that point guard position. Then I feel like if they can make a move there, that'll really help the Lakers and put them over the top, so they can go on the win streak and get into these get into these playoffs and make some noise. 
Yeah, the Lakers got about five or six games left before the All-Star break, man. So um, let's see what happens with the trade deadline, and then let's see what happens in these next five games. I totally agree with you. Going to the All-Star break on a nice little streak, and then when you get back from All-Star break, man, it's, 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 it's all gas, no breaks, man. You got about 25 to 27 games left before you get ready for the playoffs, man. So um, in the ideal world, we will be on here selling out that we got Kyrie Irving in L.A., but that's not the case. <laughs> that's not the case. The Dallas Maverick fans get to do that because they get to see him with Luka Doncic. So we'll see what the Lakers could do. All right, Black, let's uh, talk about what is up on the horizon, okay? So, LeBron James, all right, 36 points away from passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the uh, number one all-time score in NBA history, all right? Now, I'm letting y'all know right now, as soon as LeBron passes Kareem, you will get a special, a special edition, all LeBron. All LeBron, Raymond James Sr., so if you're a hater right there and you know who you are out there, just don't listen because it's going to be awful. It's going to be awful. All right. So that's what we got coming up. So black LeBron, Oklahoma City, this uh, tomorrow night, Tuesday night at uh, 10 o'clock in Los Angeles. Does LeBron break the record against the OKC Thunder and score 37 or more points? D, I really thought of, I really thought about this because I was like, man, that thing looks so amazing for him to do it against the Bucks. But I wanted to go ahead and break it. Okay. I feel like once you get that out of the way, then you can go ahead and lock in on what's really, really important. Not saying that this is not important. Don't let don't don't. This is this is important. This is up there. You you finna break a record that's been, you know, it's been decades. You know, well, you know, it's it's. Kareem set the set the standard, you know, for scoring the basketball. And man, for a past first player to be on the verge of becoming the all-time greatest scorer, it's an amazing it's an amazing accomplishment. And the thing that gets me about it, it never was a goal for LeBron to be the all-time leading scorer. No. It never was a goal, D. And that kind of wild, I'm like, man, this man is literally going to end his career, D the number one score in the league, and maybe a top four assist guy in the league. Oh, he going to be top that's, four. Me. He going to be top four. That's crazy to think about, man. It is. Like, all the years that we got from LeBron from 03, from him coming straight out of high school, coming into the league, and all the hype, man, This the, the career that this man, this man has put together, man, it's, 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 it's up there. You know, he, I think he's done more than what he, done way more than what people expected him to do. You yeah, know? Sir, yeah, he surpassed expectations 10 years ago. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I should have used those words. I mean, yeah. he surpassed, in my opinion, he surpassed them a long time ago. Yeah, he, 10 years ago. In my opinion. Yeah. And this just, is just icing on the cake. And for LeBron to be mentioned as the greatest scorer in NBA history, man, 20-year career, kid from Akron. It's a great thing. I'm just happy. I was. I'm going to be happy to say, man, I was riding with this kid when he first came in the league. I graduated high school in 02. He came out in 03. Mm-hmm. And man, to see the stuff that this that this man has done over these 20 years, man, and then on the verge of, on the on the cusp of breaking this record on Tuesday night, right? Man, it's going to be it's going to be awesome to watch. I know I want to be 
very highly emotional. I might have to give you a call, my boy. He <laughs> break this, like you said, when he break this record, it's just going to be some conversations that need to be had. Right, right. And well, I'm always one to hold my tongue and let just just let LeBron work and do his thing. But it's things that we have to talk about because in year 20, we have never seen anyone, anyone, no one can name a person we've seen in year 10, 20 doing the things that LeBron James are doing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and man, I'm just so excited, D, that he on the cuffs of breaking this record, man. And I, I hope he go out there Tuesday night because he's had two days, two, what, two or three days off. So, you know, he got to, he's going to wrap it up, man. I feel like he going, he might go for 40. He might go for 40 and, and uh, build upon this thing, man. And we're going to see history made Tuesday night, D. Yeah, I want him to go. I want. I wouldn't mind seeing him uh, get it done Tuesday, but I'm all about that drama. So oh, I, 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 I want to see him do it on Thursday night when the Bucks come to town on the TNT slate where Giannis and Chris Middleton and the Drew Holiday and them boys roll up in there, man. I want to see him get crazy out there on them boys. Um, but uh, we'll see how it goes. But he's going to break it. In the next two games, obviously LeBron James is going to be the number one all-time scorer in NBA history. And I'm going to save my conversation for when we do the special edition because – it's no questions that need to be answered this way over here on the sports desk because everybody kind of knows where me and you stand. And we get the generational debate between LeBron James and Michael Jordan. Let's just call it what it is. It's always going to be LeBron versus Jordan. You know, it's, and, and I get it. Some people out there, you know, they, they, you know, some people feel it depends what, you know, uh, era you're from. You know, people feel like Kareem's the best player ever. You know, we got people in my generation, they feel like Kobe Bryant's the best ever. It's it's a, it's a, a few names that you could throw around out there as being the GOAT. All right, but consensus-wise, when you talk about just the general conversation of who are the top two players that ever play, it's Michael Jordan and it's LeBron James. And LeBron James in year 20 is doing things that Michael Jordan couldn't even think about doing in the Washington Wizards uniform. I'm going to just leave that right there. All right? So... When we had a special edition, we really going to get into it. We really going to get into the conversation because I'm tired personally. I've been tired of the six-year run of Michael Jordan being the standard of why he's the GOAT. I'm tired of that. When are we going to talk basketball, okay? Top to bottom basketball. And I'm going to take my stance once again, and I'm going to move on from this. LeBron Raymond James Sr., is the best, the greatest basketball player, top to bottom, that mine eyes have ever seen. I'm going to leave it right there. So when LeBron break this record, special edition will, will be coming. Will be coming. And we will get more into it. All right. All right, Black, let's go ahead and wrap up this NBA talk, man. We got to talk about the Super Bowl, man. The Super Bowl is taking place on this Sunday, all right. Uh, I think it's like well, Super Bowl. I can't remember the number, fifty-seven or something like that. Um, we got the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, six thirty on. I believe the game is on Fox. Yes, on Fox currently right now. The Kansas City, I mean the Philadelphia Eagles, are a one and a half point favorite going into this game. Black, let's go ahead and get into it, man. Uh, first and foremost, man, this is the first time in NFL history that you have two African-American quarterbacks squaring off against each other, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. It is amazing. Out of all the years of football, this is the first time that this is taking place. All right. So uh, 
that is a uh, that's going to be a, a great thing to see because we already know the stereotype for years and years and years about the black quarterback. You know, when yeah. the black quarterbacks in college or in high school, he could play it there. But when it's come to when it's time to come to the NFL, it's time to switch positions. All right. Therefore, that was a shot at the <laughs> IQ. And, and, and the brain power of these young men to run uh, these offenses. That's what that was about. You know, we could go all the way to the last case with uh, that idiot that used to work for ESPN, Bill Polian, who sat oh, up there man. and said the Baltimore Ravens should uh, uh, do everything in their power to uh, uh, have Lamar Jackson uh, turn him into a running back or something like that. Like, like what for? Like what 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 what, what 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 what's this what's this conversation for? This man, the Heisman Trophy went at the University of Louisville, and though his style is not what Bill Polian's style of what he thinks a quarterback is, he feels that the Heisman Trophy winner from college football, who's a quarterback who happens to be black, should switch positions. Hmm. And I love what Lamar did a couple of years when he got into the league when he won that unanimous MVP. He closed out his speech with not bad for a running back. Hmm. So to see Jalen Hurts, to see Patrick Mahomes, you know, we've seen Cam Newton in the Super Bowl, Doug Williams. We've seen Russell Wilson. We've seen a lot of black quarterbacks. I ain't going to say a lot, but we've seen quite a few black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. For this right here to be something on full display, I'm happy about that. Because all you little kids out there who might be listening to the sports desk or teenagers out there who might be in high school and you play quarterback and you're black, keep playing quarterback. Keep yeah, playing quarterback. Definitely. All right? Don't let nobody tell you that you, just because you athletic, maybe you should think about playing another position. That's not, we we not in this. And hopefully Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes uplift a lot of kids out here who are challenged with that. I just want to get that out there before we talk about the game because the coverage on it is starting to get on my nerves. Yeah, definitely. Starting to get on my nerves. Black, what's your thoughts on uh, this matchup, man, with two African-American quarterbacks playing in the Super Bowl for the first time ever? Look, man, I, I think it's not getting enough coverage, you know? This is history that's going to be made. You know, Pat Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, man, and two guys and well one one guy and Pat Mahomes, man, with all the you seen all the talent you seen all the talent there. He was able to go in the situation to go with Andy Reid, man, and they bring the best out of Patrick Mahomes. And then you got Jalen Hurts. Just a a hard nosed just a hard nosed working football player that played the quarterback position. He's a natural born leader. The guy the guy all the guy got all the goods. We seen that at Alabama and Oklahoma. Yeah. And man, just to be able to be put in a system where it's literally made around him and it's working to perfection. This RPO offense is amazing. I've I've never seen it I've never seen it run like this in college or in the pros. It's just it's just it's 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 taking over. Like teams are gonna be looking at the Philadelphia Eagles offense and like, man, like what they're doing offensively, D is is it's it's amazing, man. But it is these two quarterbacks, man. To have them be the first to be able to play in the Super Bowl, man, this is it's an amazing feeling. And one of these guys are going to be a winner. One of them going to be a loser. But well, in my opinion, either one of them are losers. No, nah, ain't nah, make, ain't nobody making, a loser. Nah. We 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 making history. We yeah. making history. And I'm so I'm so proud of 
Pat Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, man, for setting the standard, man, to let people know you don't have to be judged by the color of your skin or what you can and cannot do. That's right. what it is, D. Right. Ain't about athletic. It's, it's about being athletic and this and that. It's the color of their skin. It's, they're not the normal type of quarterback that these franchises would want. Right. And for uh, for me, man, I'm just excited that I'm I'm able to be able to witness to witness this, man. Right. It's, it's, it's some people who who's been wanting this that's not going to be able to see it, but it's coming. This is it's coming true, D and. I'm just excited, man. It's I, I just I just feel like the conversations ain't been had enough about these two guys, man. And I know we've been hearing about it all week and in the lead up, but let's. I just hope the conversations in the next few days ramp up even more, man, behind these two guys and showing what they've done, what what they've been able to do. Pat Mahomes, what his third Super Bowl in five years. Jalen Hurts. The guy who they didn't think was going to be able to cut it, he got the Philadelphia Eagles on the verge of winning their second Super Bowl in in what six years or something like that. Yeah, five five years. Five years. So, the man, it's just amazing. It's just so much positivity around it for me. And those who see it another way, screw y'all. I don't care. This is this is this is a good feat, man. What we're seeing, and I'm super excited about it, D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely looking forward to it, man. It's definitely a monumental moment, man, and uh, very, uh, very uh, happy to see how this thing unfolds. All right, let's get into the game, man. Let's get into the game. All right, the Chiefs and the Eagles, uh, two of the best teams. Who's two? These two teams have been. Uh, you know, the two best teams probably all year, consistently all year long. The Chiefs and the Eagles. All right, Black, going into this game, what are you expecting to see? How do you think this will play out? And give me your winner with your Super Bowl MVP. Man, whew. I just seen Pat Mahomes go get Carl Elwes a lyric back for this game. So it's going to be very, you're giving him another weapon, no Hartman. But you're giving him Carl Edwards Hilaire, you know, who's been up and down the whole year. But it's a Super Bowl, man. So you think you got to believe you're going to get the best out of everybody, you know. So it's the this. I just feel like it's, this is going to be a heavy, a big boy heavyweight fight. And whoever makes the least mistakes can win this game. And for me, right now, the way that I'm feeling, D, and I'm going to ride with it, I'm going to go to Eagles. I just love what the Eagles doing. I just love what they're doing, man. I just, I love Jalen Hurts. I love this offense. I think it's going to be, I think, uh, I believe that Philly is going to give Kansas City some issues on the defensive side of the ball because this offense, is, you literally have to pick your pawns and what are you going to do? You're going to, are you going to crash on Jalen Hurts and he hands it off and Miles Sanders in the end zone or he steps back and throws it to A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith? Like, what do you do? And, and I know this stuff. You got to you got to worry about Pat Mahomes. I just seeing. I just I'm just seeing Philly being able to win this football game, man, and let people know this 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 wasn't a fluke. They, we just not here, you know, by mistake. And they've been one. They've been potentially been the best team all year long. And seeing this offense and the way it worked, I think they keep the train rolling. D. I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go uh, Philly twenty seven. Kansas City 24, and I'm going <clears throat> MVP, MVP. Oh, man. 
MVP. I could be wrong, bro, but I'm going to say it because I think they going to run the ball like crazy on Kansas City. I'm going to go Miles Sanders. Wow. I'm going to go Miles Sanders to be a Super Bowl MVP in this football game because that's just a test to, to what they've been doing all year, running the ball down people's throat, and I think he gets it. So I'm going to say Miles Sanders, Super Bowl MVP. Okay. Um, In this game, man, I think you'll get a high-scoring game. I'm going higher than that. I'm thinking this game going to be in the high 30s. Um, I think the points will rack up. I think the Eagles defense, the one thing about them this year that they've had trouble with is the deep ball. And the Kansas City Chiefs will present opportunities, man, where they will be able to get down the field in a hurry. Um, the San Francisco 49ers did not get to display that um, because of the injury of quarterback. The New York football Giants cannot get down the field. So the Philadelphia Eagles, they have dealt with a lot of things right in front of them defensively. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback they have played in weeks by far. Mm-hmm. He is by far the better quarterback who they have seen. He will make this thing very, very, very interesting against the Philadelphia Eagles. On the other side of the football, with the Philadelphia Eagles uh, offense going against Kansas City Chiefs defense. The Chiefs defense has been playing really, really well the last couple of weeks. All the way going mm-hmm. back to Jacksonville. Jacksonville, that game, they did a fantastic job against Trevor and the Jags offense. And then coming off against uh, 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 the Bengals. I mean, they sacked Burroughs six times. Like, they've made Indeed. it very difficult. The Bengals could not get anything explosive except that one play by Jamar Chase uh, early in the fourth quarter. But other than that, man, Frank Clark and those guys, they have been rolling. I think the public is really taking their eyes off how good the Chiefs are right now. Patrick Mahomes is healthy. He's healthy. He drug him and his team to the Super Bowl on one leg. He did. On one leg, and now he's in the Super Bowl again. Look, the Philadelphia Eagles, I think they have had a phenomenal year. I hate the Eagles personally, but I got to keep it real. They've been the most consistent team all year long. Jalen Hurts, huge fan. I'm a huge fan of Jalen Hurts. I love this kid. He's a leader. I love how he um, articulate himself. He got style and swag. He just got everything that you can check off of what you want a franchise quarterback to be. In his offseason, he gained $200 million Mm, mm, mm. from the Philadelphia Eagles because he has been proven right. With all of that said, I can't do it, bro. Pat Mahomes (laughs) and and the Kansas City Chiefs will win this game. They will beat the Philadelphia Eagles 38 to 36. Okay? And here's why. The dimension on offense that the Chiefs are going to put in front of the Philadelphia Eagles, they haven't dealt with it. They haven't dealt with it. The secondary of the Philadelphia Eagles have not been tested in weeks. Mm-hmm. They have not faced a quarterly quarterback in weeks. The last, the last quality quarterback they faced was Dak Prescott, week 16, and Dak almost threw 400 yards on them. Yep. And they beat him. CeeDee Lamb got down the field and then blew the top off Darius Slay and them boys. Mm. So this is the one thing that people who are covering this game are not really talking about. And I just got to think that Pat Mahomes and Andy freaking Reed, 
They see the holes in this Eagle defense. Now, don't get me wrong. I could be totally wrong. And the Eagles can flip side and win this game. I wouldn't even be tripping. I mean, as a matter of fact, I really don't care. Because if it ain't the Jaguars or the Cowboys, whatever. But I'm going to go with the Chiefs. And I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes. And I'm going to go 38-36. And Patrick Mahomes wins the Super Bowl MVP. Because I'm going to say this right now, bro. I got a feeling Mahomes and them boys, he going to throw a party on the Eagles secondary. Oh, man. 300-plus yards passing, three-plus touchdowns, and it's going to be a war out there. I think Jalen Hurts plays well. And if the Eagles win, Jalen Hurts will be the Super Bowl MVP because I can see him having 100 yards on his legs and another 250 and 300 in the air because that's what it's going to take. That's what it's going to take. But I'm going to go with the Chiefs by a hair. My homeboy, 38. Jalen Hurts, 36. Chiefs win their second Super Bowl in five years. That's what I'm going with, my boy. Yes, sir. I like it. So the Super Bowl this weekend, man, it, it should be. This is more. This game is very, very anticipated because it's always good, man, when you get two great teams in the Super Bowl, man. And you got the best player in all of football, Patrick Mahomes, on display. And then you have this great upstart energetic team with the Philadelphia Eagles. It's culminating in Arizona and uh, very, very much so looking forward uh, to this game for sure. All right. All right, man. So that's pretty much going to wrap up the show. Like I told you guys, it wasn't going to be a long one. Matter of fact, we wasn't going to do a show until LeBron broke the record. But the Kyrie Irving news really uh, forced us <laughs> to do a show. All right. So it's all good, though. We was glad to get out here and get a show. Black, any closing remarks, man, before we uh, wrap up 214 of the sports desk? Uh, no, uh, just appreciate all the love and support we get, man. Y'all keep rocking with us, man. Uh, thank you to everyone, man, who listened every every Monday, man, asking about the show. We appreciate it. We're going to keep giving y'all good content, man, and raw takes on what we believe in. This thing called sports that we've been talking about our whole life since we've been able to talk about it. So appreciate all the love and support we get. Listeners, sports fans, if y'all haven't already, please Go watch the 30 for 30, the Baltimore Bullies. Right. ESPN, man. It's a great watch. Right. And it was, everything about it was good, D. And I know you feel the same. So y'all yeah. go check y'all go check it out and stream it on ESPN, man. This is really, really good, Doc. Absolutely. Absolutely. Y'all definitely check that out. I kind of touched on that to open the show. So definitely go check out that uh, 30 for 30 Baltimore Bullies, man. An excellent watch, all right? All right, Black, man. We're going to catch up with you, man. All right, appreciate you, my boy. All right, now. All right. All right, man. So we're going to wrap this thing up, man. Hopefully, y'all enjoyed this uh, uh, this episode 214 of Sports. It's, we'll be back. We'll be back with a special edition as soon as LeBron James passes Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and becomes the number one scorer of all time in NBA and basketball history of the world of life. <laughs> That's exactly what we'll be doing. And we're going to have us a time. Yes, we are. We are going to have us a time, okay? All right, so hopefully you guys uh, have a great rest of your week. We're preparing for the Super Bowl. Hope you guys have a great time at your Super Bowl parties and your Super Bowl functions. Just hope everything is just really great, man. Hopefully you guys enjoy LeBron passing Kareem. Hopefully if you're in the sports bet, man, and you're on prize picks and all that, man, hope y'all out there winning some real cash, man. 
Hopefully, y'all out there winning some real cash, man. And I've been asked, man, to speak more on sports betting and stuff like that. And I will. I will. I'm going to dedicate a segment in the future. Uh, well, in the near future of talking about like sports betting and stuff like that, man, because it's 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 so broad and so out there. And um, you know, if you if you if you if you don't have a bad habit, a bad habit, it could be a very fun and you know, a, I guess occasionally lucrative. All right, if you kind of know what you're looking for, but we'll talk more about that at a later date. Okay, so um, thank you for everybody. Thank you everybody for all your support. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for, excuse me, not watching. Thank you guys for listening week in and week out, showing us uh, the support, man. 214 episodes in. We've been doing this for a little bit now, and it's just always a great time. It's always a great time. So shout out to the NPN Network for uh, uh, helping this thing be powered, reduce lunch uh, as well, for helping this thing continue to be powered. And uh, we just really, really appreciate it, right? So tell a friend and tell a friend and tell a friend. There's another sports show out there that they should pay attention to, man. DM Black, they bringing it each and every week, giving that real, authentic, raw take on your favorite sports topics for sports athletes and sports and sports stories, okay? So y'all check us out, man. So until next time, um, yeah, we'll catch y'all, man. And uh, y'all be cool now. Sports Desk.